Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, and welcome. I'm Diane Mettler, Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress, and in this episode of Talking Timber, we will be speaking to Beth Crisco, Director of Forest Today and Forever. She will be telling us about this amazing organization and what it brings to the industry. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation, who are also doing some amazing educational things, like this podcast. Both organizations are dedicated to sound, technical forest education. Also, we want to welcome a new sponsor, Timber West Magazine, the West's leading forestry magazine. You can subscribe now for free just by going to their website, www.forestnet.com. Okay, now let's hear from Beth and how she got involved with Forest Today and Forever. Yeah, so um, I come from the Midwest. That's where I grew up. I did my, my schooling in Ohio. Um, my background is um, my master's degree is in environmental science, and I had a research focus in forest ecology. Um, I moved out to Oregon because my husband was working on his PhD at University of Oregon. And um, when I got here, I was really excited about exploring what might be available in natural resources education mm -hmm. um, at that time or around that time for us today and forever was transitioning from a contractor model okay. um, to an employee staffing model. And they had a job announcement for their first ever executive director. And it was really exciting for me to be able to apply um, to that position. I think they liked me because of my long and strong background in um, outdoor and environmental education. Okay. And, you know, running large scale programs similar to what they were doing. Um, and I was hired and yeah, that's how I came to, to FTF. Yeah. So how long have you been with them now? So I have been with the organization for seven years in August. Ah. Um, yeah. So you're pretty familiar with them now. How long have they been together as an organization? Up yeah, to now? Hold so on. Forest Day Forever is a really long history. So um, they started in 1992 in a kind of a different format. Uh, the organization started, um, uh, they put out a magazine um, to educate the public about forest resource issues. It was called Timber. And what they realized was that the only people really reading that magazine were people in the industry yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't right. <laughs> serving the purpose of educating the greater community. So um, in 1996, they changed the format uh, to a more hands-on experiential um, format where people were learning about forestry from the experts in the field. And we've been operating in that same format um, ever since. So, so if I understand, you have a primary program? Yeah, so our cornerstone program is called Forest Field Days, and that is, um, it's a two to six, I'll start there because yeah, it's yeah, our, yeah. Large, our most well-known, and in back in the early 90s when they transitioned from um, the magazine to um, to the program model, this was the program that, that they, they implemented and has been going on ever since. So Forest Today and Forever um, is a two to six week curriculum um, that is delivered to teachers in their school, participating teachers in their schools. Teachers use the curriculum anywhere from two to six weeks. It's very flexible in that way. We need to give teachers that flexibility because they have so many 
um, you know, yeah. things on their plate and learning objectives to meet. So um, the curriculum is um, scenario-based. So there, the, there's a, um, a scenario where there are four siblings that are due to inherit a tree farm. Okay. And each of those siblings has a different interest area. So there's a sibling that is really interested in wildlife, another one that is focused on uh, cutting timber to pay taxes. Another one is um, interested in preserving um, soil and water. And then a final sibling is really excited about recreational opportunities. Okay. They've been gifted this land by their grandma and they have to um, learn how to manage it together, accommodating all those various interests. So um, the teachers do a bunch of pre-trip activities. Then they come to the tree, the students come to the tree farm. These are middle school students, if I haven't already said that. They come to the tree farm and they get this really great in-depth experience at a working tree farm, learning from professionals in the field. Okay. Um, and they learn about their various resources. So there's a wildlife station, there's a soil station, a water station. They go to timber, they sample, they measure trees with foresters. Um, they go to um, a recreation station and they take all the learning at, from the forest field days and they go back to the classroom and they work in their small groups to deliberate and problem solve. And then they develop a forest management plan. Oh, cool. A five-year forest management plan. So it's a really cool program. Um, we have about, 19 participating schools a year uh and that is again fall and spring and anywhere between 2,000 and 2,500 students wow so how does the organization funded we are funded um uh, mostly by uh, companies uh, in, in the Eugene Springfield area that are interested in our work let's see the value um in our in our work of spreading information about forestry and also just giving those kids an opportunity to get out into the woods and um you know some of these students have never been in the woods they've never wow. smelled forest air they've never walked along a stream wow so um so yes so companies and then also some private individuals and then finally foundation support okay and have you ever thought about branching out to other states or are you kind of staying right there in Oregon? Well, we are in, yeah, we're, we're pretty much a local. Um, so we serve mostly Lane County in okay. Oregon. Okay. We will take any school from any County if they're willing to travel. Um, it seems we have a great, so, so what's cool about our model is that we partner with private landowners to implement our programs. Okay. And, we have this great relationship with Bowman Tree Farm, which is located just outside of Eugene and Crow. And we have developed infrastructure at that site that really allows us to uh, serve our programs very efficiently. We, we call it plug and play because, you know, every season we set it up, we have a shelter already there. Um, we run through a thousand kids and then we, you know, tear it down. And then the next season we set it right back up and um, it's just we have a great relationship with the landowners. We are able to store our stuff right on site there. Um, so mostly we are serving this part of Oregon. How, like, how long does it take you to get a thousand kids through the program? Good question. It just depends on every season is a little different. Usually we run between nine and 13 forest field days. Okay. So we might have a day of 50 kids and then we might have another day of 130 kids. Wow. So what are you hoping when teachers leave, they come away with for their students? Well, um, well, the topic is always the same. So, um, you know, our intention is to share about, 
you know, forests as a resource. We want people to understand and appreciate the variety of resources that forests provide. So, you know, as I described those stations where people are rotating through the wildlife station, they're understanding the importance of wildlife habitat and how forest practices accommodate that. They are going to the timber uh, station to more about you know, board feet and how to sell uh, logs. Um, So the idea is to um, give them a very well-rounded experience about forest resource ish, about forest resources. And that, and also for them to understand the complexity of managing forest land. Okay. So do you have some of the same teachers come back over and over again with their students? Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of committed teachers, which is really exciting. We also have a committed school district. So Bethel School District, every sixth grader, probably for the last decade, has come through our program. Oh, that's cool. We're actually written into their district plan, which is very exciting. Do you ever hear from any of the kids later on if they got into the forest industry or anything? Or Yeah, that's a really cool question because um, we do have a, a volunteer, actually, who... Um, so if I didn't mention this already, our, those stations that I've described are staffed by professionals who work in the field. And we have a forester that went through that program back in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And <laughs> cool. he is, now works for Justina Land and Timber, and he comes back to volunteer. Um, and then outside of that, we do see the students that come through our program. On occasion, we uh, go to career fairs, okay. and their students will come up to our booth and say, oh, I remember Forest Field Days, <laughs> um, which is really fun to hear. And we also have teachers say that this is, you know, the Forest Field Day that we provide is one of the very favorite field trips in um, a student's schooling. So, so, the, really- so when they have to figure out how to, the four siblings who have to figure that out, what usually is the hardest part for them to to work through, or do they do you see? Yeah, you know that's uh, that's a great question. I think, you know, I've I've watched the students kind of you know work in these groups and deliberate, um, and it always starts with I want to um, do a, you know uh, build a amusement park or something, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or a zoo or. Yeah. What they have to do is they have to abide abide by the forest practice laws. Okay. Forest so they, you know, they. It, I think the hardest part is them realizing, like, oh, well, we can't do that, but we can do this, and um, so it's fun to watch them have to put their heads together and come up with that plan that that satisfies all their different interest areas. Hi, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors the Pacific Forest Foundation, and the Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timber West Magazine. Due to the coronavirus, the 2020 PLC Congress has been moved to 2021. That doesn't mean, though, that they won't be active and involved this year, promoting sound technical forest education. To find out more, just visit www.pacificloggingcongress.com. Okay, back to Beth. So, like, can you tell me some more about your other programs? Forest Field Days is absolutely our most popular program. Like I said, we're bringing in 2,000 to 2,500 students a year. Um, We also do a variety of other programs, um, including partnering with the Oregon Women in Timber and the Oregon Logging Conference to um, run the Oregon Logging Conference school tours, where uh, about 700 to 1,000 fourth and fifth grade students go through a field trip on that Thursday of the conference. Um, they meet a forester, they get a tour of the big equipment, they learn about jobs in the field, they learn about trees and wood products. Um, so that's a that's an exciting program, and it's, um, it's doubly exciting because we're able to operate that 
um, with with the strong partnership between OWIT and the OLC and Forest Day and Forever. I've been there almost every year for the last 20 years. I've probably seen you at some point. So. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And that Thursday, um, I'm definitely, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense as a whirlwind, you know, like I said, it's between 700 and a thousand students and it's in a matter of five hours they go through that program. Um, but we get a lot of great feedback on that. We're always excited to, to work, um, with that partnership every year. In addition to that, we, we have expanded in the last several years to really engage adult audiences. And we've had a, a, a strategic focus to, to bring in more adults into the conversation about okay. forest, forest resource issues. Um, just in last year alone, um, we had uh, several programs, including, I think, uh, four tours of University of Oregon classes, which is an audience we have not served up until the last, you know, I'd say five years or so. Okay. Uh, we had 80 students come out, various classes uh, from architecture to forest biology, forest ecology, environmental science. Um, and it's really cool to work with those students. Many of them come in quite skeptical of forestry and logging. And then they tour this private tree farm um, and they're talking with experts. They're asking questions. Um, and they leave the program with a completely different mindset. Okay. Um, so we, we have really been energized by being able to offer those programs and um, hope to expand on that. And how, and how do you get the folks that are in that program? How, how are they selected? Or? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, it's, it's mostly us reaching out to university professors. Okay. And see- us trying to say like, hey, we have this great information we would love to share with your students. If you're talking about forest ecology, for example, I mean, it's a no brainer. It's a great yeah. fit. Um, and then uh, the professor, you know, we'll work with the professors to, to schedule a time for the classes to come out. Oh, okay. That looks great. Yeah. And then we also do um, teacher tours. So every year we partner with Summer Teacher Institute um, to offer uh, a, a tour. Um, it's called Seedling the Sawmill, where we take teachers into the mill. They can see um, logs being converted into dimensional lumber. Um, then they go to a private tree farm. They get to talk with the with the um, small woodland owners. They get to um, interact with Oregon Department of Forestry stewardship foresters. Um, we've run that program in a variety of ways. It's always exciting because um, we, you know, we're teaching maybe a group of 35 teachers, but that information, once it goes back to the classroom is really reaching thousands of students. And these teachers, do I understand, get credit for this? Like for their, yeah, through this summer teacher Institute, this is, um, part of a a professional development or continuing education credit. Yeah. So we're kind of part of that larger program. Oh, that's great. So how many teachers have you had go through there so far? Um, so, uh, every year it ranges, the number varies quite a bit, anywhere from 15 to 35 teachers. Okay. Go, go through that a year. And then, um, this year we have some funding from the warehouser giving fund to offer an additional teacher program that we are specifically offering to our forest field day teachers to give them, um, the same information we're giving to these other teachers. So oh, yeah. many of the forest teachers they've seen our program the one that we do give deliver to middle school students but they don't have the opportunity to go into the sawmills and you know talk with their professionals one-on-one and um so we're we're gonna work out a teacher tour for that in the fall oh that's really nice we had it scheduled for april 16th but um Uh, the pandemic (laughs) 
mentioned those plans. So, so is the pandemic going to affect some of these other things like your fall one with the kids or anything or? Yeah. Yeah. That's a concern of ours. I am not sure how that's going to work out. Um, one of the things that we are doing in response to that is preparing, um, a sort of virtual forest field days. So for the teachers that are scheduled to bring their middle school classes out in the fall, we'd like to offer them an alternative, um, or distance learning, if that's still going to be happening in the fall. Um, so yeah, the pandemic has really, um, you know, there's a big question mark over a lot of things. You know, yeah. everyone is affected by this. We're concerned about our funding streams, and um, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to weather the storm like everyone else. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So how many folks are in the organization total? Um, yeah, so it's my, I'm the executive director and then we have a part-time educator and, um, and then, yeah, so it's the two of us. So is, who is it that, um, you're, you're the coworker there with you? I should probably mention that person as well. Oh yeah. So, um, our educator is Lindsay Reeves and she is very talented um, she is the one who is working with the adult groups that come through um, our programs, whether it's the teachers or the university audiences. And she happens to also be the owner of the Bowman Tree Farm, which is the the tree farm where we implement all of our programs. Wow, wow that's great. She's a part-time educator. That's her one hat. And her other hat is landowner. Wow. So her and her husband, Tom, do a lot to, uh, you know, not only are they just providing the property for this, um, you know, these exciting programs, but they're also doing a lot of volunteer work to to get them set up for you know, sometimes 3,000 individuals coming through. Wow. That, that's amazing. I also want to just call out, we have 150 volunteers that donate their time a year. So I say it's just one and a half employees, but really it's like, you know, 150, one and a half employees. It's a a medium-sized company there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our volunteers are incredible. Yeah. They come out and, and I should, I'd also like to say that it's not just our volunteers, it's the companies that they, and the agencies that they work for um, that are so supportive of our programs that are willing to give their employees time off during the work week to come and deliver education to the students that um, come through our programs. That's so great. We're really lucky. Do you have to drive the kids out there or how? How do they get out there to the... Yeah, they're bussed out. Um, Most of them are bussed out. We do have a couple private schools that are able to arrange transportation by parents, but mostly it's school buses. Okay. Um, and we, those school bus, the busing costs are reimbursed by the Oregon Forest Resources Institute. Okay. They have a program where they're re- they reimburse for transportation. So um, it's a completely free program. The middle school program is completely free. Actually, all of our school age programs are free. So do you have any other programs you're thinking about doing or the distance learning sounds like that's going to be a challenge to do right yeah, away? Yeah, yeah. We're going to, we're, we're still, I'm still work. Yes, we're working out the details of how we're going to make that all happen. Um, but we, like I said, with that pool of 150 volunteers, many of them are very talented and I'm sure um, I will be tapping their shoulders for some support. <laughs> that to create some video, you know, exciting videos that, um, that the teachers can use. Any others? In 2019, uh, we were able to enroll, uh, 
really exciting program. It's called Wood is Good Forest Sector Career Learning, where we go into the classrooms to teach about the variety um, and breadth of forest sector careers. Uh, and that's another one where we have, since the uh, since COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> we've changed that to a, a virtual opportunity that's actually available right now to high school teachers across the state. Okay. Um, but pre-COVID-19, it yeah. yeah. <laughs> was an in-person program, and hopefully it will be again, where, um, like I said, we're going into classrooms, we're, we're doing a, providing an interactive presentation, highlighting uh, jobs anywhere from, you know, a sawmill worker to log truck driver to forester to forest engineer. We're providing that vast um, survey, vast array of jobs for our students can can see all the opportunity um, and understand that there are high paying, um, high demand jobs right there in their local communities. Do you see a lot of excitement by the kids? We have, you know, we're doing the, so this is a grant funded program, um, Oregon Community Foundation provided funds as well as the Justina Family Foundation provided funding for this program. And we are doing evaluations. We want to show our funders that, that, that it's successful. Uh, we had 400 students since September of 2019. And I just did a big analysis of the results and it looks like that students are under, they're at least understanding that awareness is being built. Okay. <laughs> there are jobs out there. So is it hard to develop a program like that or do you just have to? It is yeah. hard to develop. You know, we're trying to, you know, encourage this excitement and interest in a 45 to one hour, you know, 45 minute to one hour yeah. presentation. <laughs> That's challenging. And, you know, we, that it's high expectations that that short amount of time with the kids is going to, you know, make them fully on board yeah. with joining the course. <laughs> um, so, but, but you know, what, what this, these recent batch of evaluation uh, results have highlighted is the fact that that we're building awareness. That's step one. Yeah. You know, now what can we do? And that this is a part of, you know, something when I think about organizational growth, you know, what is the next step? What can we do after Okay. that is there a way to get back into the classrooms to um you know kind of mentor these students to, you know students that have shown interest into these careers how can we create some connections with companies in the communities um so it's yeah it's some exciting things is any highlights for you so far there's a lot going on oh highlights in terms personal yeah highlights? yeah i love working in this community of people um everyone i work with is so excited uh, about what we're doing as an organization, and um, they're so willing to help and contribute to, um, you know, allow our programs to be successful and to continue into the future. That's really exciting to see that kind of support for any nonprofit organization. And if someone was interested in volunteering or getting involved with you guys, who, how would they reach out? Um, yeah, so we um, are always interested in new volunteers. Um, please contact me, uh, a coordinator at foresttodayandforever.org. You can also visit our website, www.foresttodayandforever.org, and there is a little contact us sheet, and you can submit your information that way. We have um, so many companies that already have, uh, you know, have employees that volunteer, and I feel like the um, we have people within those companies that also help promote okay. volunteer opportunities. So you can get in touch with anyone who has been a part of our program before. 
we do, I would like to say that we do have volunteers drive all the way down from Salem to come participate in our programs. Wow. Um, so don't let distance get in the way of your enthusiasm about what we're doing. And is uh, maybe even companies too, if they were in, interested in, you know, providing support, the same thing, get a hold of you. Yeah. Get a hold of me. Yep. And I can, um, you know, provide some marketing materials to disseminate to um, employees. Cool. Cool. And we're kind of filling a gap in a way, you know, there is a, there is skepticism in the public. There is resistance to the messages that we're providing and we provide this really great opportunity where people can come be part of our programs and just get the information and the facts and they speak for themselves. So just by us bringing people out to a tree farm, allowing them to interact with professionals, that is enough for people to change their, uh, for people to think differently about the benefits of forest land management. Okay. And that is what our organization's about. And that is what really excites me about being part of it. I assume you're going to be working with them for a while. I'd like to be, yeah. We want to thank our sponsors, Pacific Forest Foundation and Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timberwest Magazine, for making this podcast possible. And most importantly, we want to thank Beth Crisco for taking time out to be part of Talking Timber. If you have any ideas for speakers or topics, please feel free to send them to me. My email is diane at pacificloggingcongress.com. Okay, until next time, take care.